Welcome, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Digital Transformation Bites, presented by myself, Brad Flux, CRO at Interware. And I suppose the first thing to say uh, before anything else is Happy New Year. This is the first episode of 2024, and I'm very pleased to say I've been joined by Alex Dainton, uh, CEO of Simply Video. Uh, say hello, Alex. Yeah, hi everyone, and uh, take your thoughts, Bradley. Happy New Year to to all our listeners. Excellent, excellent. Um, so this uh, this podcast today, we're going to talk around uh, remote expert. We're going to talk around XR technology and those sorts of things. So, like I said to everyone, uh, Alex is CEO of Simply Video. Alex, did you, I suppose, share a bit about your background as well, and I suppose what Simply Video do. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one, Bradley, and uh, it's a story I'm pleased to share. But um, myself, personally, I'm sort of 20 years in telecoms, and I was always looking at video and video communications way back in 2016 and the fact it would work in the browser. And in the end, I ended up buying a video company in 2019, uh, and just as we were coming to market with a product, and the idea was to take branded video conferencing to UK SME, um, COVID struck. Um, and as, as as harsh as that was for everyone, um, clearly it was a catalyst for the whole world to change to video comms. Right then and there, like within two weeks, the, the market disappeared in the cloud of Zoom dust and then closely followed by Microsoft Teams. So we then took the product that we had and we made the pivot really into, you know, what is defined as XR, extended reality in supporting devices, um, head-mounted devices in effect uh, with video communication. Um, and, and that's really where we found the product market fit with our sort of key skill sets. Um, but that was the journey, and now we're fully engaged in this immersive world. Um, but part of what we're trying to do is uh, engage with those frontline workers, but make, make sure that our product enables them to engage with the rest of the organization or external organizations. So that's a bit of a summary of the journey. And uh, yeah, you're pleased to be in the space because it's really exciting. Yeah, I agree, and I think yeah. it's interesting the the, the COVID the COVID um, issue really did change the way people worked um, massively, and it was like you said, uh, overnight over a couple of months, the the whole world knew what uh, Microsoft Team was, Zoom, and lots of other products, and you know, connected working didn't stop, especially frontline workers and those sorts of things. So, you know, it was a very very interesting time for the kind of digital workflows that we do at Interware and, and obviously the remote expert style solutions and video solutions you do at Simply Video. Um, one question I ask everyone just to kind of start off and before we get deep into connected workers, obviously this is called Digital Transformation Bytes. And what I've found with Digital Transformation, Alex, is a lot of people see digital transformation in various different ways. What, what does digital transformation mean to you? Yeah, yeah, I think it starts and stops with the adoption of technology to replace older ways of working, right? And if we yeah. simplify it at that, is you're only going to really adopt something if it's going to make your life easier and better, right? And sometimes that's nice and easy, like a mobile phone and an application that you can work and you do your banking on it now. And sometimes that journey is much harder, right? But the end results should yeah. deliver a better experience for the user and the business. Um, and there's various different notches, like I say, on the digital transformation journey, but it's about trying to use technology to make your life easier and better. It's fundamentally how I see it. Yeah, I think it is, it, a lot of people say to say, it, it's just funny, digital transformation is such a wide phrase. Like you said, it's, you know, 
the HSBC convincing you to use their app instead of going into the branches digital transformation. But obviously, when we talk about connected working, we talk about frontline workers, and we talk about you know large organisations with teams in remote areas or across a land space, whether that's a continent, whether that's the world. Mm-hmm. It is a tougher, tougher journey. And when when you said at the beginning, you said about frontline workers and those things, why do you think it's so crucial, uh, you know, for organizations these days and businesses, especially in the industrial area, to focus on connecting frontline workers in the, in, in some sort of digital transformation journey? You know, why is that so crucial? Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's, it's a bit like uh, understanding if you've got the army uh, in a base in camp and then you've got your guys out in the field right and if the two are totally disconnected there's just not the information flow because the cold face is the cold face right and and that's yeah. where i guess transactions are taking place from a physical perspective or a maintenance perspective and if that information could be improved or delayed yeah uh, either end of that scale then clearly it can lead to a better outcome for all a speedy response, and that could save lives, it could save money, it drives efficiency. Um, and fundamentally, it's only really with the advent of connectivity, which is now existing, and devices that can work over that connectivity, that means that we can connect those workers in a, in a, in a real-time environment, right, or near as real-time environment, which means the whole workforce becomes one, and, and totally connected, right? And the information flow is connected between the different entities that people can make decisions around. Yeah, and I suppose, um, you know, the Simply Video offering you know, plays a massive part in that. You know, you're, you're talking about that communication from people on the front line or a cold face, um, you know, out doing whatever project it is. Yeah, how, how Simply Video helping connect those two bits you know and then coming back to you know whatever central resource central office home base whatever it is how, how is simply video playing a big part in that so, so when when COVID came about and the, the traditional video conferencing market in effect was swallowed by or taken up by Zoom teams then what we made a focus on was connecting these devices that potentially wouldn't work in those environments or, or in those domains and therefore simply video and, and by the nature of the technology allows us to connect a device with a frontline worker in a low bandwidth environment and still deliver a, a, a decent image quality with corresponding audio and that's where i said at the start of the show that um we found the product market fit because there's lots of great hardware coming to market but it needs to be used in remote environments with which are potentially low bandwidth those devices have a certain battery life and we go very easy on the battery life um and therefore on the connectivity and and the quality of transmission is where simply video comes uh into its own really by the technology the underlying technology that we use so we're thinking great but sometimes expensive hardware in a remote location, and we can be that conduit to bring it back and the images to base. Yeah, I think that's interesting because, you know, obviously you and I have worked together, um, you know, and, you know, we've, de- we've worked with customers around the world who have taken on, you know, digital workflows and then remote expert solutions together to really connect that information from we've obviously talked about i've talked about digital workflows a lot on you know digital transformation bite so i won't go over that kind of ground but 
Where do you see that specific use case? What use cases are customers using it for in your experience? You know, obviously I've seen it where, you know, people are connecting, you know, someone like a junior engineer with a senior engineer. They're out in the field doing a job instead of having to pick someone up and fly them out to help the junior engineer, which may have happened 10 years ago. You know, there's that great use case with with something like Simply Video where that junior engineer can dial into that senior engineer who could be anywhere in the world. You know, it doesn't even need to be in the same continent, could be on the other side of the world and still support them, still talk through, take advantage of the low bandwidth, which is something I've seen, you know, still maintaining the video quality and, and, and things like that, which, you know, some of maybe the more common video services like Teams and that may struggle in those environments. And I've seen it being used on technology like our technology so what what are you seeing as the specific use cases that really delivering value to individual customers <laughs> i'm not sure Bradley. i think uh i could put you ahead of our sales team with that introduction to, to why, <laughs> um, yeah. i tell you one of the key things that you didn't cover there where we see that we can have a lot of impact and this is talking about specifically simply video with the remote eyes on and it might not even be in the remote location, but it's where there's a use case where there's lots of changeable environment. Uh, and what I mean by that is if you've got a junior engineer and they're trained up, they might need, depending how good they are, they might need help from an expert once a week, once a day, right? It could be once a month if they're really good. Um, but if you get a changeable environment where there's a factor of change every day, then the remote expert or see what I see can become compelling. Yeah, so we have some of our biggest customers and biggest use cases in the medical environment, yeah, where in effect they're seeing a new piece of data, a new patient coming in to see them every day, and and that particular patient represents something completely different than the one before. Yeah, and therefore, let's say the practitioner or the nurse or the doctor can really dial in a variety of different colleagues subject to what's in front of them, but if they're seeing you know, 10 patients a day and all the instances are different, yeah, then it makes it really compelling to have that ability to reach other people if they don't have the knowledge. Yeah, so I, I would say that's uh, compelling when there's change change abundant in an organisation or, you know, whatever the use case is, industry. Yeah, that's quite an interesting one. And I suppose that's probably one I, I didn't think of. You know, I was very much focused on that consistency of rhythm and then, you know, things like the skills gaps and that. But, you know, yeah, I, I've seen the work that um, obviously, you know, as, as we've worked together, you've done and around the healthcare. And that is a, a great example of the same but different every time because they are seeing people, but there is no consistency in people's health. There is no consistency in the conditions people have. So to have that ability um, to to reach out to people that can solve like it must it must reduce waiting time. Downtime, I suppose downtime is a better one. You have got to be careful using waiting time with healthcare, but downtime it reduces downtime in between the whole process. It must be because it must create that instant access, that instant information, that instant communication to help solve those problems. Where in the past. I would as I'd assume is an assumption that if they can't do that, they have to wait to be able to get hold of that information, which could delay the whole process. Ten percent, twenty percent, a hundred percent, two hundred percent. Yeah, and agreed. Look, another customer we've taken on recently, um, albeit is still in the medical sector, but the use case is slightly different. But they are delivering equipment to end user customers. 
Yeah, and those end-user customers have obviously got a training requirement because the equipment that is being delivered is quite complicated. Yeah, and the yeah. ability not to have to travel or the person to have that right initial question, and it's not handled very well by a phone call. And even to the point there that um, they can absorb really the cost of sending out the device with the equipment. Yeah, and, and they can indeed tutor the end user who wants to do the learning to put the headset on, hit a couple of buttons and then have a two-way conversation. Yeah, we had yeah. So one piece of feedback recently and, and the microphone was picking up the instructions from the remote expert on the device, which was then enabling the user that didn't have to say anything. It was just happening in front of them for the right view. So, um, again, that's process of change because once that customer has been educated, yeah, then, of course, they're happy, right? But, of course, the sales team have sold the next device to the next customer and they can repeat the process. Yeah, so, again, it's this yeah. element of change and the requirement to learn immediately without travel. Yeah, that then yeah. starts to tick the boxes where businesses are in, can, will engage in buying other devices or understanding that need, yeah, can get the ROI. Now, now sometimes that can be pertinent to an individual. Um, this particular individual who uh, inquired to us, you know, was probably spending five five days out of every seven traveling, right? So missed his family and yeah. so on. He's, he's, he's looking at going, how do I find a better way of doing this and what technology is out there to help me? Um, and therein lies, I guess, the education because when they hit our front door, they were looking at an X device when they really needed a Y device for their use case. Um, so yeah. it's that process of education. But again, back to answering your question, it's that process of change which then, for me, dictates that technology and that digital transformation using the equipment, what we do, part of what you do, yeah, can really help an organisation. And, and that's it, isn't it? Whether you want, whether it's to see your family or what have you, um, time is one of the big ones in, in our industry. And I, I guess you see it, I see it as well, dealing with various size organisations across the world. The amount of time digital transformation used in an industrial environment and used in the correct way, which you know comes with the right product, the right education, as you say, I think those two parts are very important. It's not, it's never plug and play. And let's be honest, you know, you've got to understand an organization, you've got to understand its challenges, you've got to understand what it wants to achieve. But that is one of the big ones, one of the biggest case studies I see and one of the biggest ROIs I see. And, you know, time leads to money and various other things. But days, hours, weeks, months and years, um, you know, you go through when you when you implement these sorts of digital processes, uh, you know, whether it's workflows, like you said, whether it's remote expert solution and, and other solutions as well, which really automate the way people can work time is massive and, and uh, that's a really good point but the other thing you, you mentioned devices in that there as well which is which is interesting because how does xr technology i suppose enhance both the experience for a frontline worker and and that person's day-to-day -day operations yeah just to pick up on one point you said there which i think is also critical is let's say it's an adoption curve, right? And depending on the level of technical skill set, um, that is, you know, a two out of 10 to a nine out of 10. But when there's a greater goal at the end of it, that someone will, even if they're not technically skilled, will go through the adoption process of using a new device and understanding new software. If the greater goal at the end of that means they can understand that machine more quickly or that use case or whatever piece of information they're lacking, then they can get on with their job faster and makes their life easier, right? And yeah. and for me, this is a big thing. It's all about 
making your life easier, right? For that individual user, rather than being told by the management that you've got to wear this particular device and do this thing, if it makes the end user's life easier, then why would they not do it? Yeah, yeah. And, and therefore, in terms of the device adoption and what they could do for those end users, as long as they're comfortable with the type of device that they're wearing, and it could be monocular, which is one camera, or could be buying off a pair of glasses, it, it's finding that usability for the end user that then enhances their job experience, right? Because otherwise, you can end up with failed adoption well, the, the ROI says this should be really good and all the business case makes sense. But if the end users aren't prepared to pick it up because it looks funny, we've had that on building sites, you know, what you want that for and being ridiculed by the mates. So, so somewhere in lies the balance, but the balance has to be that the end users want to wear the device and it's not incumbent to what they're doing or they don't feel funny or they don't feel threatened or they don't feel stupid, you know, so on and so forth, right? So it's trying to handhold, but make sure for the right use case, you're finding the right XR device with the level of technical ability to enhance performance and make someone's life easier. Yeah, and I think that 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 goes for I think a lot of what happens in 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 our industry. You know, I, I, return on investment, business case, very very important. IT architecture, data transit, uh, you know, where the data transit is going to go. All those things are very very important, but. I find the key pillar out of the three is always adoption, and adoption comes from early, early, early. Um, I suppose engagement with the end user, I think, is key, and I think um, that, that that's that's where it gets critiqued as well. And I think what I find with the sort of work that we do into where it's more digital workflows, so it's the processes and that sort of thing. If you engage with them and get their input and get their feedback, and then help to adapt it to match their, like you said, their challenges, their 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 their, 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 their I suppose hesitancy. I think that's a good <laughs> word to use, especially if people think they look a bit silly of it on. Which it's it's different. It is different when you're wearing some of these XR devices and it is a little bit different to walking around with a clipboard or a phone or a tablet. So is that one of the biggest things you see as well is, is to get the right adoption. It's those end users really working with those end users from as, as early as possible um, to ensure that the product will go out and adopt. Yeah. And then look, we've, we've seen it to the point of the most successful customers we have where the people who are buying the technology and taking it into their business is a true believer, right? Because yeah. they get it, yeah, they get the benefit and therefore they can carry that enthusiasm of what it can achieve to their end users. Yeah, it's almost like train the trainer, right? Where we're the trainer, but training the individual in that business, right, to help. Because as much as we can, Right. And, and this is the point, isn't it? If it goes into high management and middle management and middle management don't believe, high management are bought into the use case, middle management, you know, can throw the devices at the end users and they put them on and go, well, I, you know, don't like them. Yeah, I didn't get the benefit. Yeah, yeah. But there's no appetite to train and change, right? So it comes down to those training skills, but really the end user who's adopting their technology being able to do it within their business, right? Because we... Yeah selling into a business you're always that one step removed yeah so um you need that internal sponsorship yeah yeah no i agree and i, I, I suppose 
in that scenario, Alex, what, what are the challenges, I suppose, what are the key challenges that those frontline workers face in adoption, adopting new technology, whether it's digital transformation? What are the challenges that you guys see? And I suppose to kind of loop the question is how, how, how are you overcoming those challenges to, you know, whether it is middle management or, you know, the frontline worker, how, how are you overcoming the challenges? And, you know, if, if someone comes back to you and like you said, it, it didn't quite work. I didn't quite like that. I didn't quite this. How, how do you work with them to, to help them see the benefits and overcome those challenges? Yeah, I, I think it starts and stops with the training that we try to give uh, both the principal person, in the organization who's ultimately going to be responsible, making them as comfortable as possible, understanding where their skill set is and how we improve that if we need to before they take out to the end users. Yeah. And with those end users, we try and give as much, again, reason to the why. Yeah. If they're being, um, been, I guess, piloted into trying to use these devices. Yeah, because again, there's two, two, two thoughts, isn't there? If you just get told to do something, but you don't understand the science behind it, then well, why am I doing it, right? If we can give them the science and the education and, and, and where it should lead to, and also explain that there could be some hard yards, right? That there could be some hard yards that they're going to have to go through, but once they get through those, then I guess riding a bike, going surfing, you don't just get on and be a champion surfer, right, do you? And, and it's, it's that true. type of adoption where you've got to tell them there might be some hard yards, right? But it's just trying to keep everyone on side and, and then telling them that the results that it can bring back, A, for their own performance and B, to the business should all make sense, right? And that we're at the start of the journey. Um, interestingly, I was... Um, had a pal of mine up for Christmas, right? And uh, he'd then gone home and I was telling him about what we do. And he'd been watching the latest Mission Impossible film, right? And about 30 okay. minutes in, a pair of uh, smart glasses, AR related, and he texted me and said, you know, thanks for coming up for Christmas. I was watching Mission Impossible and now I get it, right? And the point <laughs> I'm making is that if you can show them the device might be what it is now, right? But what it'll be in two or three years' time could be where Tom Cruise is running around in a really cool pair of sunglasses and getting all this information. Yeah, so not so that they can be Tom Cruise, right? But it's, it's giving them that glimpse of the future as well that helps. Yeah, so uh, what we can expect is Ethan Hawke, Mission Impossible, running around with Simply Video Workflow Plus and a decent AR device in a couple of years' time. I, I like that. That'd yeah, be a good well, idea. That'd be a good idea. Hang on, Brad. If Ethan Hawke replaces Tom Cruise, then we might get that, right? Isn't that his name? No, isn't that his name in the in the show? Oh, yeah, no, sorry. So I, was, I was thinking of Ethan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, his name is Ethan Hawke. I usually get, I, I'll be, be in British, obviously, I go to Tom first, but. Uh, I'm sure it is Ethan Hawke. I could be wrong, though. I've been wrong before. But uh, that would be good. That would be good. Uh, But it's interesting. You mentioned AR, which obviously we've been talking about XR, which is our thing. But AR, you know, whether it's augmented reality or, you know, assisted reality is some of the... uh, um, manufacturers like to describe um, those style of devices. Have you got any good examples for us where I suppose you know, maybe simply video and AR have significantly improved efficiency in organisations? Yeah, look, I think the um, it, not specific to AR, right, but specific to the adoption of XR fundamentally can save time, travel and therefore cost. Yeah. yeah, and where we've seen successful adoption, um, it can be quite hard to quantify unless you 
absolutely monitor the stats. We did it with one customer in the UK, and it was something that they wanted to take and push internally. And this is often the journey, right? That people have to go through the adoption. They might have to go through that pain barrier that I've spoken about in terms of different skill sets and understanding new equipment. But this one particular business really saw the value in it. And I guess the team who were sponsoring it grabbed that information. And therefore, they were able to take it back as a study and deliver X percentage efficiency was being delivered by the adoption of the technology. And that's probably also key if you know your, your listeners are thinking, Right. If they're going to make the jump, write the check. Yeah. Try and put something in place that allows them to understand the results that they're having. Yeah. Because then they yeah. can get sponsorship from further up the tree or other stakeholders or, you know, give them those results. And, and that's really the key. Um, so, yeah. so all of the above that deliver the efficiency and different use cases and people have different requirements, but it's been able to measure whatever they are and then prove the success back to the business and the stakeholders yeah, to scale it out. Yeah, I, I, that is a massive part of it. Like I said, once that adoption's in place with the end users and and, and people are using it efficient, I think the time and the the money saved is massive. Like, you know, from the workflow side of things, we've seen you know, 250, 300% improvements in productivity, downtimes reduced massively. And, you know, you were given a great example earlier of downtime when we were talking about the healthcare and those sorts of things. So, yeah, that is that is where that those businesses really, really, and I think those early adopters, I think to word it better, I've seen those benefits, but what I what I found of a lot of these customers is those benefits are growing because they're not just accepting that. Then they're almost using that kind of lean style approach to things, which is then they go back and review it again, evolve it further, evolve their processes further, evolve it into new use cases, new areas of the business, and then continue to see productivity. Reduction in downtime, reduction in mistakes, less travel, um, you know, massively covering the skills gap as well. And I think that's another great area. Simply Video helps out as well when they're joining. There's, I know we've talked about joining senior engineers or junior engineers and those sorts of things, but we've, we've talked about it in a productivity basis. But the skills gap part of it as well must be huge because naturally with an ar device and for anyone who's i suppose hasn't listened to maybe our other shows that doesn't know what an assisted reality device is it, it gives you the ability to, to see the screen and use the screen in the professional visual in your peripheral vision as you're doing the task so it's not like vr where it completely immerses you you're only i think even semi-immersed is, is probably over egging it and uh, what that gives you the ability to do is call on those things as you're doing whatever your task is so that from an educational point of view is massive because you know from the workflow side of things alex we see it quite often where people build the educational workflows but where we're also seeing it and, I, and i'm sure you've seen it as well when we talk about remote expert and we talk about simply video is to then have those people doing that training but 10 juniors or 10 trainees being able to report into one senior member of staff or one educator but that one educator sat at their desktop can support them all different times, support them for their information as well. So do you see Simply Video as well contributing to that skills gap issue that these businesses are seeing with that older generation are retiring, that younger generation are coming through? You know, is, is that a big part of your, your I suppose, your, your skills? Yeah, 100%, right? It's that star effect, isn't it, of that one knowledge base, yeah, can support 
a variety of users depending on how often they would get calls. Um, but but I'll share this with you because um, it was a conversation I was having with someone else and just a slightly different use case, but it was again using XR, it was using visibility. And we, we spoke a lot about, okay, you know, remote experts, someone's running into a problem and what do they do and eyes on. But this was really in front of the curve and the example they were giving was, a you know, an expensive production line equipment right could be number of pieces of equipment or complete replacement and, and yeah. really the use case was this was build a digital twin of that information or all those machines and therefore when they're being taken out of service and that production line goes down right immediately the staff who are going to be operating the new machinery can be being trained on the digital twin right you know let's say that's in, in virtual reality the fully immersive um with a variety of programs but of course, the moment the new equipment arrives, they should be up and running. Yeah, but then you take a different type of device, like a, an assisted reality, which you were just explaining what it is, and therefore the Simply Video, that one underlying technician either could be in company, it could be from the actual supplier, but both people could be on the same call, yeah, and, yeah. and the new engineers with the new equipment, we could also stream that call via whatever medium, so you could probably have 100 people learning about that new machine. So all of a sudden, You'd have to repeat the process yeah. and you've used XR and the constituent different parts of devices and different elements of technology to really speed up, right? Speed up learning, you know, less of the downtime, back to money, cost yeah. efficiency. So, so uh, and yeah, look, that's that aging workforce to younger people. One of the things we spoke about before was adoption, right? So uh, my middle son is trainee electrician, right? He, he's often coming home with yeah. stories of being on, on a roof doing solar and getting stuck and coming down and phoning a friend, and, you know, whatever else. So I'm like, okay, well, the use cases are there, right? He can have a headset on. But he'd be yeah. much more inclined to use the technology thinking he was Ethan Hunt, I think, is the right person <laughs> for. Oh, um, Ethan Hunt, yeah. yeah <laughs> using the technology to, to understand how it would make his life and a job better, right? As opposed to person X who's 30 years in the chair, right, who yeah. really can't be bothered to try something new, but has all the knowledge in his head, right? And connecting the two and making it easy, bingo, right? Um, that's exactly what we want. Yeah, and, and I think that is a, is, a, is a good point. And I think, um, you know, that younger generation, I think, you know, I've touched on this in other episodes, I think the younger generation was, or the new generation coming through, I, I think they almost expect that, especially yeah. in certain industries, I think it's massively important. You know, they expect technology, um, hardware, you know, AR, XR and that sort of thing. And and then, you know, a tech a hardware is only as good as its software, let's be honest. And um, you know, they expect the software to amplify their efforts in the work environment. And I think that's a it's, it's interesting that you know using that very simple use case you use, but that use case is quite commonly seen in large organizations, large manufacturing organizations, large oil and gas, energy utilities organizations. And it's not just one person doing it on a roof. We could be talking about 600 people doing it and having the same issues and running at the same clocked time to go and go off and do something to come back. And if that information is there and if that data is available to them and they've got the right support and the right information, productivity goes through the roof just from increasing automation. So it's a really, really good use case. So we, we we talked a lot about it, and, and and at least we know who the guy in Mission Impossible is now. We've we've been around the house. <laughs> we worked that out. 
Yeah, next time we'll just use James Bond. You can't forget James Bond. It's, it's easy. I, I knew it was Ethan, but I don't know where Hulk came from then. Um, what, what's the future of Simply Video, do you think, you know, um, as far as the, the, the platform's concerned, um, you know, what new things are what, what new things are coming to, to amplify the good work you've already done? And how do you see the product evolving to keep up with, <clears throat> which is a fast-paced fast world technology, as we all know. Uh, so what's the future for Simply Video? Yeah, I, I think um, I went to a show last year in the USA, right, which is called AWE, Augmented World Expo, which is it is really, I guess, the centre of the universe for the XR devices manufacturers. And the guy who gave the keynote stood on stage and had a holographic box, yeah, with himself being presented. And he was asking questions of his holographic self that was then programmed or integrated with ChatGPT. Yeah. Okay, and, yeah, yeah. And I guess the the light bulb moment for me was there's, you know, AI is everywhere. I must get 20 emails a day, yeah, webinars about AI, right? And how do we get that? Yeah. I guess my, my summary thought process is this. This information flow, right, either capture of or getting to, um, AI combined with certain elements of XR means the end users, if they can get the ability in a hands-free, voice-activated yeah. environment and get information pushed back to them either visually or, or audio or in text or whatever information they want, will drive that, I want a pair of glasses, I want that XR device and I want to use it because it's making my life easier. And, and that's where I would see back to mobile phones made all our lives easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and therefore, if there's technology that will help the advancement of making XR and the devices and everything that can come with it, yeah, really usable, then it'll be I want one rather than I won't. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and yeah. therefore, that, I, think, I think there's a step change in, in merging of the technologies to give the end user an even better experience uh, of what they're doing, which, which will drive efficiency, drive everything we've been speaking about. I think it's interesting, yeah, because I think um, it is... Like you said, AI is everywhere at the moment. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in AI can make a massive difference for people, but it's got to be useful. It's got to be relevant to what you're trying to achieve, more so than coming up with very, very nice email documents that you can do in ChatGPT and, and the things you see commonly in the marketing world and those sorts of things. But um, having that ability, like that hologram, to, to ask specific questions, if it has the information, and then it will have the information about, I suppose, a machine you may be working on or a device you're working on. So you can almost ask it questions quite quickly. I think that that's exciting. But what I think also is exciting on the, you know, those next evolves is as businesses adapt digital transformation, they can actually build data sets based on their experiences with technology as well. So not only could you ask it from a, a chat GPT sort of point of reference, but you could also ask it from a I suppose, a, a data set point of view going as well. If you had that, you know, we come back to that skill gap and we come back to all those things we've said. If you've got someone that our device on and through Simply Video, they're able to ask certain questions and get certain information even before having to call, it just increases that efficiency, increases that user experience. And like you said, makes it more and more easier to use and as they build data, because that's, let's be honest, that's one of the other key things with digital transformation is you've got the ability to evolve and learn every time you're doing a process or 
whatever it is you're doing, you've also got the ability to, like everything, coming back to that kind of lean model again, is you've got the ability to make it more ad hoc to yourself going forward as well as you do more and more of AI. So it's very, very exciting. And uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how organizations adapt to that. And I think one of the other things that's interesting is I still think that puts that 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 that's that's where a lot of organizations get, and I think that's where a lot of softwares will get soon, very soon. I'm sure it will won't be too long before that's the kind of products that we're we're pushing to our customers. I, I think that the customers that have already adopted, that are adopted already, and are using our products, we have workflow plus simply video XR devices, they're gonna have such an advantage going into the next five, six, seven years, I feel, because you're going to have these customers that have held back and held back and held back and then want to jump to that stage, the AI stage, and get into that stage. But you've got these other companies that have already got in, already got it adopted, already got people using technology, got people used to it. I can see that being a massive advantage for these sorts of organizations in their competitive world over the next two, three, four, five years. Yeah, I'll give you two aspects. Um, again, at that same show, which was June last year, bear in mind we're 2024 now, just to qualify. Um, uh, I, I took a keynote also by the head of XR for Lenovo. Uh, okay, and he yeah. really made a point that was telling on me to say, look, for those people who don't start adopting XR now and, and trying it and playing with it and understanding and trying to work out the use cases, for the businesses that are, when that fundamental shift uh, occurs they're going to be left behind right and therefore yeah. they're going to be uncompetitive and, and so on and so forth um and i had a second point for you there but it slipped my mind so um back to you on that one Brad. yeah but i think what that, that that is the main point and i think what those those companies these early adopters and you know there are some organizations some organizations we know that have integrated our two products together you use digital workflows in the workplace and then use the simply video part as a as a, as a support process as a remote expert to to join various offices not just uh individuals in that company but they actually use it as a customer facing tool as well as you know uh that's 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 taking leaps and bounds but what i can see happening is those companies that have got to that stage and the companies that are have, have adopted digital workflows they've adopted xr technology or they use a remote expert to join you know teams that are spread across geographical gaps they'll accelerate their advantage because it will pick pace up and i think that's one thing i don't know if you're seeing but i'm seeing when i look at the market you know, you look at the XR areas, a lot of the bigger organizations have come into it. You're starting to see Epson do devices. You know, We all know about the Google ones. We know Apple and et cetera, et cetera, have come into that area. But the advances the software is making, the changes people are making and adapting their software to fit large specific use cases, which are not only great use cases for a specific customer, but suit a wider um, marketplace or industry. And I find that software then accelerates very, very quickly. And I can, like you said, that, you know, that the, the person you heard at the conference is probably spot on. That advantage would accelerate at such a pace. It'll always be harder for those late adopters to ever, ever catch up. Yeah, and I've remembered what I was going to say uh, after the um, Lenovo point. It was really, yeah. you, you mentioned something to say, people who are engaging in this technology are already gathering information. Yeah, and specifically, let's say to your product, 
right, of um, digitizing workflow and then all the workflows that take place and all the answers that come into it. The thing about AI, and again, this is the other light bulb moment, it's only ever any good if there's enough data to run on. Yeah, and therefore to have access, the people who engage in the technology we're talking about now, we're going to start to have those data repositories that when, okay, I guess the deployment of AI becomes specific to their business, they'll have enough information to make it permanent. Yeah, so it's, it's like a chain, right? Unless you start, you're never going to find the right elements to then deploy, and therefore you're going to be further behind. Um, so, so I'm in, I'm in total agreement with you, and then it's back to each and, indiv- each and every individual and individual business will have different use cases, but there's different devices at different price points. They've got to find the right software, but they've got to dive in. There's no point being stood on the edge yeah. of the pool and not diving in because otherwise you you know you're not going to learn to swim in, in what is going to be an increasing digital environment to operate in and drive efficiencies. Otherwise, you get left behind. Added to the facts that we were speaking about, if the younger generation are coming in and they've got some of these technologies available to themselves on the phones, or even there's a really cool pair of uh, Ray-Ban Meta glasses, yeah, with an AI yeah, yeah, system. Yeah early in the US, when they come into a business and, right, it's totally antiquated, you, you know, they just turn off, right? But, you, but there's competitive advantage to a business when you can bring in a load of recruits and say, right, here's the toys you get to play with that they can't afford yeah, at home. Yeah, yeah. It has the opposite effect, right? So there's a multitude of different factors, you know, between business-related and then individual and person-related that, you know, make, make up this jigsaw. But that's why I'm so excited that we're in this jigsaw, right? Because we're playing with really cool yeah. technologies. I bought myself a pair of those Ray-Ban Matter glasses, and they, they're really good. Yeah, it's just one yeah. way. I'm, I'm not posting on TikTok with them yet. Yeah, <laughs> but again, it, it, it's again something for you and I. Just take them and put them in front of people, and they don't know oh, it's just a pair of glasses, right? But when I explain yeah. what they do, and I show them the pictures of the video, and how I can post it and stream it, and oh, wow, right? And they start to get it. Yeah, so it's that process of education. And based on the weather in Britain over the, well, since probably about December the 20th, it'd be a long time before they get any rebounds getting out in, in the uh, outdoors at the moment. Anyway, because anywhere where like I live, it's been grey, raining and windy for about two and a half weeks now. But, um, yeah, well, yeah. Go on, sorry. I was going to say, I brought them with some clear glasses. So I was running around pretending I was Ethan Hunt after I'd watched Mission Impossible. Yeah. They're dangling from the ceiling now, but uh, yeah, be careful. Um, what I was going to say, um, and I think that I think that to close us today off, um, Alex, yeah, you know, you, you raised a few things there, and you know, I, I think like one of your last points there was to dive in. Is that the advice you'd give um, if if an organisation is listening to this and they want to start their digital transformation journey? They may be looking at XR devices as well and, and things like that. You know, what advice would you give them to to kind of you know start that journey? Yeah, I think look for me, the, the price point of the equipment is akin to buying, you know, top of the range mobile phone, right? And so some of them are a bit more expensive. But again, you know, understanding the capabilities of these devices is, is the starting point. We quite often find a lot of our buyers aren't coming from IT teams. Yeah, and, and IT can often be a blocker, right? Because they want to adopt a new device and it needs to go on the network and it's supported. And, you know, so f- fundamentally, but we need those agents for change to put their hand up 
yeah to, yeah, to get all the devices, explore the software, and then take it back into the business and sponsor it. Because rather than being a threat, it should always be an addition, right? And, you know, uh, th- th- that would be my advice. You know, if, if, if people are listening to this, they're in the right place. Yeah, hopefully if we, they've taken some advice from us and I guess our experiences, it's exactly that, right? Have a look around, see what's going to work in your business, do a bit of research online, but then get engaged and, and see where you want to, you know, start your toe on this journey using XR in digital transformation. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that is it. And again, I, I don't know it's like for simply video, but I know we've worked together on a few things. I'd say 85% of what we work on goes through some sort of proof of concept anyway. So a lot of businesses go through it. They, they, they see a need and they can understand it. And that, that gives them the chance to you know, dip the toe a little bit where they can then really engage with the products, engage with the softwares and, and start to see where that ROI will be. And then, you know, I agree, it's, it's about taking that step. And, and if someone does want to take that step, how's, how's best to get hold of you, Alex? If if, if someone listens to this and after yeah. things I want to get hold of you, where's the best place to get hold of you? You know, if anyone wants to DM me, LinkedIn's a great place to start. Simply Alex.Deaton, simply video, you know, the website and the inquiry forms there, that'll come through either, you know, one of myself or one of the team, I always get visibility of what's going on. So, so that's great. I was just going to couch what we were saying about XR, right? And there's, there's almost... A middle ground as well, which then says you can start deploying some of this software. Yeah, we widen the net so we support mobiles and tablets, and I know you do the yeah. same, right? So, so you might not have to have the barrier of diving in and buying an uh, XR device, but you want to engage in understanding that process of digital transformation in, in everything we've spoken about with your existing tools, if you've got a tighter budget yeah. or whatever else. So there's a number of different ways uh, to get engaged. And yeah, like I say, for me, simply video, uh, LinkedIn, uh, DM me, or you know, dive on the website and fill in an inquiry form. Yeah, and that is, yeah, I think it's it's good um, device agnostic for support of field trial. And again, it, it does help, you know, like I said, to, to understand the use cases because if you've got tablets in an organization already, you'll be able to play with that and then find the right use cases for XR. So you're right. So, yeah, if anyone's interested or anyone wants to get in touch with Alex, that's the information. And, and that's it today for uh, episode five. Yeah, Alex, I've really, really enjoyed the conversation and thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, um, and you know, like I said, uh, good luck with the uh, 2024. Is this the first one of the year? And we're only on the 4th of January, so good luck with that. And yeah, thank you again. And Digital Transformation Bites will be back again soon.